If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. This week, I'm not by myself. It's really nice to not be sitting in a room talking to myself for 40 minutes. I welcome uh, back Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor, and from As the Joe Flies, Joe Chung. How you gentlemen doing? What do you mean you're welcoming us back? We're welcoming you back, man. You were the <laughs> one who was out in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough situation. The ship I was on had apparently okay internet. I knew the internet wasn't going to be great. But somehow when you're in the middle of the ocean, the satellites don't match up. And it was like going back to 1994 AOL dial-up. Everybody was complaining. I was glad I didn't buy the package for like the whole cruise because it was the, the one day I bought it. I mean, I was going out of my mind just like sitting there trying to get stuff to load. So uh, we I It's like when of, your phone goes to 3G. Yeah. No, this was like, this was like, basically it was unusable. Things just wouldn't load. That was basically what it was. If you got something to load, none of the images would load. So there was no way I was recording a podcast with YouTube. So yeah, it was, it was insane, but hopefully people enjoyed the last episode where I kind of dumped all my knowledge about what's going on with the cruise deals right now and casino offers, other offers, uh, saving, you know, different ways that I've saved that other people are saving. And I did hear from a few other people, so I'll update uh, people every once in a while on uh, some of the cool did you do any cruise ms while you were out there no because you know i'm in europe so it'd be hard to kind of pull out oh that's true uh, u.s dollars and everything on that boat was dollars although you know jasmine did gamble a little bit so we're gonna see if she gets any offers for there so i'll update people probably on the vegas side on that but it was uh it was a lot of fun i love i i love sea days i love being at sea so uh, that was a lot of fun it was interesting because that cruise was Basically, they targeted all their best gamblers on that cruise. So, like, these people all got free cruises, and they gambled an insane amount of money. I've never seen... I live in Las Vegas. I've never seen people gamble like I saw these people. And it makes sense, right? Nine sea days, they're all trapped on the boat, and they were all in the casino, like, day and night. What day were you ready to get off? Like, what, what, how many days into this were you like, this is, this is too much? If I had good internet, I would have been fine. Like, that was really the issue, because I couldn't get a lot done, and I was stressed out. But thankfully... Uh, we got to the Azores, the Punta Delgada, and I found this mall that had amazingly fast internet. So I was able to upload like three YouTube videos, the podcast, and then I felt so much better. But uh, no, I, I like it. I like having those days at sea. If I could work and you know do it, I, I'd spend a lot more time on, on ships, I think. So it was good. I, I loved the transatlantic experience. I loved, I got to go to Bermuda, which was, I've never seen water so blue, like so aquamarine blue as that. I mean, you've probably seen pictures of Bermuda and it really kind of is just like that. The sand is pink. So you like hold it in your hand. It's so soft and pink. That was great. And then uh, we got to Spain, Malaga, Valencia, now in Barcelona. So, uh, Barcelona. Yeah. I was going to say, how does he say it? Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) See the problem is it's like a double-edged sword. Cause if I say it that way, then people get offended because they're like, you shouldn't do that. Cause you're, you know, yes, they do say Barcelona. They say everything with a lift here in Spain, gracias, and all that. So 
uh, having fun, yeah, on our way to Copenhagen in a couple of days, then back on a cruise ship for a week. So I won, hopefully, with better internet. Yeah, the internet, it was Carnival, right? Yeah, it was Carnival. My understanding is it shouldn't normally be that bad. I mean, it was just a transatlantic thing, right? Like, so theoretically, if you wanted to be on ships, but you weren't, like, sailing across the entire Atlantic, um, you could have done some work. Also, take a vacation, man. You know, it's all good. Yeah, when we were on Odyssey of the Seas in January, which is a newer ship, they even had, like, uh, Chromecast streaming of Netflix. Like, you could stream Netflix to your TV. So uh, the, the Internet's much better. This ship, you know, the Internet, I think it got updated five years ago, so it's not the fastest uh, anyway, but yeah, you're right. They said basically the way the satellites are lined up because there's not a lot of ships kind of sailing in the middle of the Atlantic. It just wasn't uh, really good with their providers. And as we got closer to Europe, it did get a little bit better. You know, I was just checking out the free sites, but I, I think a lot of people complained. I'm, I don't know if they refunded. Hopefully they refunded people their money because there were a few days where you just couldn't even, you know, you couldn't even go to carnival.com and book another cruise if you wanted to. What was the cost for the whole, if you did the whole trip package? For the whole cruise, I think if you booked it before, it was like $200, uh, like 14 something a day. And that's for like the, they have different speeds. They have like a value plan and then like a medium plan. That The 200 was for like their highest speed plan. And if you booked it on the cruise, it was $238 or $25 a day, which is, I only ended up paying Pissing for one in day. the wind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad I only paid for one day. I thought about complaining, but... I don't know. I just uh, I, I just let it go. But uh, so I, I only spent twenty five dollars on internet. Um, I did some I complaining just... this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do we want? Or were you going to say something else? No. Segway. Segway. Yeah. So we went to Chicago this weekend to do that Wells Fargo bonus, fifteen hundred dollar sign up thing. And you know, we we're I picked up the kids from school, and then we started to drive out there. And I didn't want to go the whole way because it was like four and a half, five hours from from their school. And so I stopped in Michigan City, which is like an hour outside of Michigan City, Indiana. It's like an hour outside of Chicago. We stayed, booked the Hampton Inn, like four stars on TripAdvisor, and thirty six thousand Hilton Honors points a night. Not cheap, you know. You expect the Hampton Inn to be like twenty twenty five k, so it was higher end. Checked in, and it was like the most disgusting hotel I've I've slept in in a long time. <laughs> So, so what, what exactly was so disgusting about it? <laughs> okay, so you go in and they have like a thing that says hotels.com 8.9 out of 10 rated or whatever. And then below that, they have a thing where it says no tailgating in the parking lot, no throwing footballs or anything. I'm like, tailgating for what? Like, what are we? It's Michigan City. What do we ta- like? Do people stay here, tailgate for a Bears game and then hop on? on the train train into town like is that is that what we're doing i don't know that it just seemed weird so it was like a a redone hampton inn so it wasn't like the old woody it was the brighter colors like the uh, tile floor that looks you know like a a grayish slate and all that stuff but it was done poorly like you could tell it was done a couple years ago and then they didn't touch it so there's like cracks and stains and beat up everywhere first bed i go into bedroom i go into i'm checking for like bed bugs and stuff as i do and there's like crumbs and stuff all over the bedspread so it's like no i can't no that's gross so i go downstairs i'm like hey that room had dirt and crap all over the the bedspread so can you give me a different room and she's like looking up stuff and okay hopefully this room is better and i figured they have like she didn't seem like this was a, a rare occasion like oh i'm so sorry so i figured they have some rooms that they like extra clean for when people complain because i'm sure people complain because this place was disgusting or she was like ha, i'm gonna stick them in the nasty room because the second room was even worse but I- <laughs> <laughs> no they got they, you're right they got their extra nasty rooms for the people who complain <laughs> just so you know yeah you had it good the first time 
And I was, it was so like, we had, I'd driven for like four hours and I was just over it. So, and the bed was clean. So I, I dealt with that. So I was like, okay, at least the bed's clean. But like the floor in the bathroom had like a toenail in the corner and dirt. And then like an Advil pill was in the corner and the shower. Like I didn't notice until I got into shower, but on the wall it had like, you know, the little specks from like somebody using like an electric shaver in the shower and then banging it on the wall. Like it was just like plastered to the yeah. side. And then the air conditioner had like a stick residue on top of it and it was just like dust all down it and then there was just hairs like stuck to the sticky part on top of the air conditioner the light had like a a good layer of dust that i could have written my name in it the floor had like red stains look like blood (laughs) like i said it was way way worse and then the pool you know we go to the pool and half the lights aren't on it looks like it's supposed to be closed and uh shared the picture and joe's like that water doesn't look right it was definitely greenish looking (laughs) So we did all this and I sent a message to Twitter, uh, to Hilton Honors on Twitter, which they've always been helpful in the past. And I sh- sent a pictures and they refunded. For some reason, they gave me 30K of the 36K back, but that was good enough. Yeah, it was just disgusting. Yeah. So did you look at the water closely? Because I couldn't tell if it was the lighting. It was like that random fluorescent light. Like I wanted, I didn't want to look at it. I was just like, I hope did my kids, kids don't get rashes. The next so they, <laughs> so you still let them get in. I mean, yeah, you still yeah. let them use the pool. Yeah. They, I mean... <laughs> True. They're, they're still they got, alive, they got scabies or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they live. The uh, the spa was like boarded up over top of it. So there's just the pool. But it was weird. I couldn't find a light switch or anything anywhere to turn them on. It was just like the emergency lights were on. So I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to be in there or not. Um, but this way I'm for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then we went up and went to bed. Uh, I had to give them something for being in the car and they were good in the car. So the next morning we got up, went to the Thompson in Chicago, which I uh, never stayed at a Thompson before. And they always looked amazing. Or actually I have, I stayed at Guildhall, which is Thompson, right? In New York City. Isn't that a Thompson? Yeah, technically. But it seems like it's a little bit, probably the most down market Thompson. Yeah, which I still like. Like their main areas were kind of trendy and cool. I mean, the the rooms were a bit smaller, you know, because it's financial district i really liked it the design was cool the guy at the front door gave me a little bit of the ford windstar treatment joe oh boy ford windstar it's probably the same guy he was about the the same age you know yeah you know 65 ish but so i pull up and it's like 9 30 in the morning 10 o'clock in the morning it's early so i pull up and you know i took the car i door dash in so not the it's like a 2012 uh dodge journey so not like rusty or anything but not a high-end car that they're probably used to here you know i'm not going to take a nicer vehicle on a long road trip and then have them scratch it up when they park at uh valet so i took this i pull up and I, I go to give the guy my keys and i have a couple dollars in there which most people don't even tip when you drop off they just tip when they pick up but i give him a couple dollars and uh he just looks at me weird looks at the key and he's like it's i'm gonna try it's gonna be twenty dollars an hour to park here and i was like what are you what are you talking about he's like it's twenty dollars an hour i'm like I'm staying here. I'm checking in. He's like, oh, well, then I guess I'll give you the night rate. Like, I think he thought (laughs) it's just some bum pulling up in front of his hotel and he didn't deserve uh, to be parked there, I guess. Maybe you should dress better, Mark. This is the conclusion (laughs) that I'm people don't seem to respect you on the streets. (laughs) I guess, uh, you know, I had a wife beater with spaghetti stains on it. I don't know. But um (laughs) <laughs> so so he's giving me the stuff and then I, I actually pulled out the car later the, the you know to go to wells fargo and that guy was cool and then this guy was the guy we took it out the next day when we were going home and he was super nice like held the doors and everything so i, I don't know if he felt bad or what was going on he you know 
he was uh he had an accent and everything so the communication wasn't great between the two of us either it was just a weird exchange which was a little off-putting but everybody else there was great the doorman was great the check-in lady was great the food uh was good the restaurants the breakfast was solid and uh, the bar was packed at night really cool bar uh, which i had shared some pictures on twitter it's just a a really cool boutique feeling hotel I mean, that sounds really cool. Uh, you know, I think that's, de- I mean, I love visiting Chicago, so that definitely can put that hotel on my list. Now, I got a logistical question for you. I know you were there to do the Wells Fargo thing, and also the Wells Fargo was like, wow, you're putting my kids through college. Thanks, Mark. But because uh, of all the MTM people coming. <laughs> yeah. Follow Mark at Detroit Mark on Twitter if you want to see these fun stories about Wells Fargo. But what do you do? I guess it's the same as the timeshare presentations. What do you do with your kids when applying for these Wells Fargo things? I'm sure they don't have a play area with uh, TVs and a toy room for kids at the Wells Fargo. So how do you guys handle that? Yeah. Are your kids just super patient? How did that go? Yeah. So the funny thing is we went to the American Girl doll store early because the appointment was at like 2.30. So got there early. I was like, all right, we'll go do this. We'll do the lunch. Which the American Girl doll store is pretty cool if your your daughter's into that. So we I booked this lunch thing where you bring your doll and the doll sits at the table with you and they bring out like a four course meal and all this stuff. And definitely it was like all moms and their daughters and then me and my son and my daughter. <laughs> so they were like trying to get it all like done up and like in the spirit. And I was like, hey, I got this appointment and it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Can you just bring me the check? And she's like, like, there's still dessert coming. I'm like, okay, uh, we don't have a lot of time. So she's like, it'll be quick. So she brings it out. And then my daughter wanted to shop a little bit. So we ran through there and she bought some stuff. And then we raced to the Wells Fargo thing, which was like 30 minutes uh, north of downtown. And I just threw them in the, the chairs. There was like the waiting room chairs and they brought their tablets. So they just sat there and watched, you know, they downloaded a movie or whatever, watched on Netflix. They're really good. My kids are pretty good just being patient in places. So it took about an hour and 15 minutes and they didn't make a peep. Like, you know, people forgot they were there, essentially. <laughs> it's all that training from those uh, Walmart money order days uh, when you used to <laughs> yeah. take Standing them. in line. Exactly. No, I, I, you know, you just got to prepare for it a bit and, and know your kids. If your kid's a little bit antsy, then it might not work. Um, but yeah, they just sat in the main lobby, which I could see them through the glass where I was sitting with the guy. But the guy was, he kind of knew the thing. He's like, yeah, we've been having a lot of these. And I was like, yeah, we covered it on the site. So came out here. He's like, oh yeah, you guys have been sending them here. And I, kn- I know of personally like four people that went to that specific branch to do it. So I thought that was kind of funny. It's a great deal. I, I wish that it stuck around longer. Feel bad for people who didn't uh, didn't get codes. What's the furthest you've ever gone for a miles and points deal? So that was like a five hours each way drive, four hours, four to five hours each way drive, specifically for this code. I mean, we did a whole bunch of other stuff, but I, was gonna, I don't know that I've ever gone so far out of my way. But I remember, you know, a few years ago, a trip in Hawaii where Safeway had gift card deals, and like every day we were in Maui, we hit up the Safeway for to buy more and more gift cards. So like we left the resort, drove to to Safeway and did it. And then like on the day we landed in Maui and the day that we left, we hit every Safeway on the island. Went a little bit out of my way, but I didn't, I didn't go specifically. Yeah, that's, I mean, to give up Hawaii time for gift cards, that, I'd say that counts. Well, no, on the like the main parts of the thing, that was just when we were going to the airport. On the main days, yeah, we were just sure, going sure, to town sure. and do it. No, no, I, we did give up a little bit of time, probably about 30, yeah. 45 minutes a day. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've driven more than 45 minutes and never for like a huge deal, but Kind of my best not in my home location win was when the Sapphire Reserve came out. We didn't have Chase Banks in Massachusetts at the time for I don't know whatever reason. But I went to my buddy's wedding in California and there was a Chase there. So I went out of my way during the wedding. I don't know if I skipped out on part of the wedding or not the wedding, but like the lunch or whatever. And went into a Chase Bank. And remember at the time, like if you went in and talked to them, 
even if you got 524 or couldn't get it like online or whatever, they would let you get it if you were pre-approved or whatever. So I asked them and I was, and I got the 100K on the Sapphire Reserve. So that was pretty great. As everyone knows, never use the card, but it was great to have for four years. <laughs> I paid an annual fee without using the uh, credits. <laughs> yeah, that was a great deal. Pretty sure I won. I'm pretty sure I came out on top of that one. Thanks, Chase couple of stories that i've heard of like from other people is i remember reading uh vin at miles per day he flew i think it was the maybe the same safeway deal or something like that there's an amex offer for like 25 dollars off a hundred dollars it was smart and final and oh, that was the first amex offer in history okay. that you could use three times and then that was back when you could have it across 40 50 cards and all the authorized users yeah yeah, so we flew from like Seattle area down to LA area and just drove around to stores for a day or so, rented a car, and even paying for the ticket and renting a car made money. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, which I think we talked about this on the podcast, people flew from Texas up to Michigan to hit up Meyer when they had the 10% off deal and you could sell Best Buy gift cards for like 98, 99%. So they were just going around and draining every store of best $500 Best Buy gift cards and probably made 20, 30 grand doing that, you know, in a two day span. So. Those are the kinds of crazy things we do, I guess. I guess, although we didn't do them, we should have done. I did the, I did do the smart and final thing. I that was like my first crazy deal where I scaled Amex offers up really big, uh, and that was so cool. But uh, yeah, they don't make those uh, deals like that. Yeah, exactly. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Now one card. Yep, yep. So let's uh, pivot into talking uh, about some uh, some interesting stuff. Hyatt, of course, they acquired a bunch of all-inclusive brands and they're slowly bringing them online. And this week, as of May 9th, uh, which is the day we're recording it, a ton uh, of new ones are bookable. Mark wrote a, a really kind of interesting article picking out some of the cooler looking ones. I think there's nine category fours on the list and a ton of other ones. Since you've done all the research, Mark, I'll turn it over to you. Which ones uh, are standing out? Overall, the total amount that they're going to be having come online are right around 100. Six in Cancun area already, you know, were added in April. 52 hit today on May 9th, which is in the Americas, mostly like focused on Caribbean area and Mexico. And then Europe is coming soon. So the other 40 or so are going to be over in Europe, which... I don't know where they haven't given any specifics on that stuff yet. So what I did today was I went through all the different uh, lists of the 52 and I uh, searched the sites and went to book them and, and gave you which categories there are like costs. Uh, most of them are categories five or six, you know, probably I would say like half or six, you know, the rest, a good chunk is category five. So you're looking at like 20K standard rate for category five, 25K standard for category six. And then... Uh, there's nine category fours, which I was kind of surprised about. Those are all in the dreams resorts and spas and the sunscape resorts and spas, which since they're category four, they might not be the best. Uh, I haven't had time to really dig through uh, to find what the best one is. Hopefully I can do that tomorrow and kind of give a breakdown of, you know, ranking the category four hotels. But that's pretty cool. You know, all inclusive food, drink, hotel all with a category one to four cert, which is, you know, kind of unheard of, I think. Yeah, one of the ones that you mentioned uh, earlier in our internal uh, diamond chat was the one in Acapulco, uh, the dreams. And so I started looking at it because I know I might be, my wife is from Acapulco and we may be there later this year. And it's right on the, like right in the tourist center, right on the bay. But then I started reading some of the reviews of it and they were a little mixed. I said the rooms are nice, but like the food, you know, wasn't as good. So yeah, some of these Category 4s may not be as nice, but it really depends on what you're looking for. And it's really cool to have some of these options. So I think as a Hyatt nerd, I'm, I'm really excited to dive in and see what's available. 
And I think for the Acapulco one, it was like 18,500 points for three people. Uh, so that was uh, not bad at all. Joe, you an all-inclusive guy? You, you booking some of these or what? I am not, and I am not. I, I think I've talked about it before. My travel agency sells a lot of all-inclusive, so I'm probably going to try one one day. They're really into moon and palace resorts. I don't even know if they're the same thing or not. So I have to learn eventually. That sounds like I a always... Disney Plus show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are really high-end, I think. Uh, I think PDX Deals guy stayed there at some point. Uh, but yeah, I think those particular ones are pretty high-end. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, I've always wanted to try the... Hyatt Ziva or Solara, depending on whether I had my kids or not. But, you know, we said it here before. I mean, you guys are the ones who have told me don't expect too much from the food at an all-inclusive. And I think unless you go to the very high-end ones, uh, it's just not, you know, you're just kind of eating. So It's Applebee's. <laughs> wait, I, I like Applebee's, though. The on riblets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Applebee's on a date night, but, uh, you know, probably would um, not be with my current wife. So, you know, that won't work out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just like kind of bland food. Usually there's like one restaurant on each site that is, you know, above average or something that you would actually pay for um, and, and feel that you got a good deal. Um, so I'd say you, usually there's like one highlight, maybe two, but a lot of times it's just kind of bland food thrown at you that you just gobble up to soak up the booze yeah and the price of these you know is going to be based on what the cash price is right so the category fours are probably cheaper cash price meaning the food is probably one area where they're cutting back whereas if you're you know paying up into a category six or a seven you know you're probably going to get a little bit of a better experience so there are better all-inclusives and worse ones um, but yeah overall applebee's is probably about uh, about right so Sorry to offend everybody in the Midwest that loves Applebee's. I literally have not <laughs> had the pleasure of going to Applebee's since I got married. So, oh, you're just dreaming about it. See if it was chilies, I can I can dig some chilies. Those are real ribs, actually, not just <laughs> random rib parts. <laughs> Is that the difference? I, I never knew what the difference between the two was. All right. I mean, the riblets I've never managed to figure out like my anatomy and physiology about cows is not enough to, or pigs is not enough to figure out where they get those pieces of meat so well you know there's probably cow and pig and and some other stuff <laughs> mixed in on the riblets i think we're yeah they just <laughs> they just form it around a random piece of bone it's, it's just it's just goo like the mcdonald's chicken nuggets just pink goo or the mcrib right i mean you know, yeah well we love that we're really down a dark deep hole yeah we did so speaking <laughs> of uh Dark deep holes. You had a what a, a thing with JetBlue, and you want to update everybody up. Two weeks ago, when it was just Mark and myself, I was uh, DMing with JetBlue about getting compensation because the airbag in my mint seat was deflated. And if you listen to that episode, we cut out a lot of the pauses, but I had Mark dictate to me what to type to JetBlue, and I'm happy to say that. I was right. I was like, let me wait till the podcast to talk to Mark before I ask him for compensation. And so I typed exactly what he told me to type. They had offered me, as a reminder, $50 for my True Blue account. And so Mark told me to type, and I'll just read verbatim because he dictated verbatim to me. The mint seed was over $1,000 and they couldn't reinflate it. It was very uncomfortable throughout the entire flight. I probably would have been more comfortable in a seat that cost less than half as much in the back because of all of that, $50 seems pretty low. I would expect at least double that. Hashtag Mark Osterman. That's what he said. I typed to them. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they gave me $150. So thanks, Mark. You gave me an extra, you got me an extra $100 just because I waited two hours. 
I, I knew you were going to come through for me, Mark. So <laughs> so I do. I'm the compensation guy. You know, I don't have to break pipes to get free stuff. I just, you know, tell it how it is. Well, they need yeah, to. See, uh, what they don't know is I actually have my own pair of scissors. They don't know I actually have my own pair of scissors. <laughs> Pop the air bladder before I got into my seat. Ha ha. So, yeah. So anyway, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's just uh, kind of a reminder. I'm not good at this, which again, I, I, I'm not joking. Like I knew that Mark would help me with this. Again, that's why you don't kind of settle for the first thing and you don't necessarily need a Mark to write what you need to. Yeah. What to or you can just email Mark and ask him to dictate it to you. So anybody out there who wants. <laughs> yeah. Mark from MouseMemories.com. <laughs> no, but it's like you always ask for well, The only thing they can say is no. Same with like booking a timeshare or anything. Just always say, well, that doesn't seem good enough and see what they say. You know, all you get is a door slammed in your face and you're, you're left with what you were going to get anyway. So might as well try. Yeah. Speaking of all that they can say is no, just a random aside for you guys. I assume you get these emails every once in a while about like buying your site because I got an email about tripswithtikes.com, which of course is Leslie Harvey, my Disney Decipher podcast co-hosts site. And they were like, do you know who owns this? Would they be willing to sell? And finally I was like, yeah, $2 million. Take it or leave it. Let them know. So I don't know if you guys, you guys must get these emails all the time from Miles and Memories. And, you know, you should just offer it up for like, well, you guys, you know, maybe three, four million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, have, maybe you have more, uh, maybe you have more viewers than, uh, maybe you have more readers than Leslie does. But it's just these marketing things are very funny. So they come back, they come back with 10,000 counter, counter proposal. That, that would be great if they just like lowballed it. $500. How's that sound? <laughs> So someone gave me ten thousand dollars for asjoeflies.com. If you're out there, you know what about all over that. social media though? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't lose that social media. <laughs> you guys must get those emails from. I don't know what business that is to try to spam buy people's sites. Well, we get email. Yeah, I get so many emails about guest posts and about people wanting content and i even get emails from like big corporate websites that want us to put links in our old articles uh that are owned by you know credit card players that you would know it's like uh yeah we get all kinds of crazy stuff including uh i always email them back like no i will not help you (laughs) take me off your list and they and they say okay and then they stop (laughs) i should do that i just ignore them but uh yeah we do get uh, no but it's weird it's like a it's like a large corporate competitor that's like, hey, will you link back to our article on five ways to use your Sapphire Preferred card in your this article? It's like, yeah, okay, why would I do that? That One, it doesn't add any value to our readers. And two, just to help you out with Google rankings, that's just such a shady, weird thing. Yeah, and three, you probably plagiarized it from Miles Memories in the first place. So, <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, okay. <laughs> what, is it like home cooking? You just need to change three letters and then it's not uh, allegedly plagiarized? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like add two ingredients and then it's considered home cooking. There you go. There you go. Home cooked five best reasons to get Chase Sapphire preferred. All right. So let's uh, move into the trip planning portion of the show. We wanted to talk you now before COVID, right? You had Hawaii on the books, right? For you and your, you and Kirsten, your wife. Now you finally got it back on the books. You're going to Hawaii. Yeah, we had it for our 15 year anniversary. And then that was the summer of 2020. uh, So we had to cancel that. And, you know, been going back and forth. It's a big uh, birthday for her 40th birthday this upcoming December. So we've been going back and forth. She wants to go to the she's been wanting to go to the Christmas markets in Europe for a while. So we were kind of like planning on doing that. And, you know, I just got COVID a couple weeks ago, uh, fully recovered. But that kind of just sent like a 
reminder, like, hey, that's kind of, you know, risky for us both to be going overseas together, especially right before Christmas time, if we test positive or something to get stuck. And that would be horrible leaving our kids with our, our, either my in-laws or my parents, you know, and they could kind of seep into the Christmas season and and all that stuff. So we decided maybe Hawaii is the better option unless uh, some requirements change. So I started looking to book that and it was actually way more difficult than booking to Europe and way more expensive. It's not surprising just because, I mean, mean, we talked about it and everybody kind of who follows the travel game it's insane right now trying to just looking at prices cash prices of stuff trying to find award space uh, stuff like that so i'm not surprised because hawaii is such an in-demand destination yeah and it you know i was trying to find life flat because it's their 40th so there is a direct or a non-stop i should say from detroit to honolulu on delta which is just is kicking off like this november it, it was around then it went away for a couple years and it's back again so i started there but they wanted 130k sky miles one way per person i was like that's that's a bit steep so i started searching from the west coast you know from you know connection cities like atlanta all kinds of stuff i did united life miles alaska american avios virgin flying blue delta and there was like nothing good uh, especially lying lie flat like the best I could find live flat was San Francisco to uh, Maui on United, and it was 60K a person just one way for that, or 63K, something like that. And it was in the 242 business class, <laughs> which I didn't even know was still around. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's about as trashy as it gets. I kept going back and forth, ended up booking uh, American Connection through Phoenix in just regular first class. It was 50K a person one way. So 100k round trip, which I think, you know, with everything going on right now, that's about as good as I could do. The nice thing with cancellations is I can keep checking and see if I can, uh, you know, make adjustments or whatever, since they'll give you all your miles back and everything. And I did book each one way, since it's not like going to Europe where you pay more if if you don't book round trip. So that makes it easier to cancel if I find a a better flight going one way or the other. But I feel like we're pretty much going to end up uh, stuck with with these flights, which is okay. And then for the hotel, uh, we booked the Hyatt uh, Regency Maui. It was the only one. Andaz didn't have any availability. The uh, Waldorf Astoria was 500,000 a night for a standard room. And I I even did like a search for the rest of the year, Waldorf, just to see what's going on. And they had a 110K room like five nights, maybe throughout the rest and the rest of the time it's over uh, 500k a night which is insanity and we we were able to book that last time uh, without a problem using free night certs so that kind of shows you where it's at the one good thing was uh for some reason december is off peak for hawaii i was surprised that anything is considered off peak in hawaii so we got the regency for 21k a night which so the peak non-peak actually worked in our favor which was kind of nice saved us uh, we're staying five nights, so saved us uh, 20,000 points, which is a pretty decent chunk of savings right there. I love the Hyatt Regency, Maui. That's the first hotel I ever stayed at in Maui. Our first trip, we did that for like four nights, and then we did the Waldorf Astoria back when you could get awards there uh, for a few nights. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they talk about the Andas. I actually like the Hyatt Regency better. I mean, the Andas has those cool kind of uh, infinity pools and stuff, but the Hyatt Regency has great pools. The staff is really cool. Just the vibe there is just very Hawaiian. Like, I guess yeah, I'm right in the spirit. Yeah. When you when you think Hawaii, like when you look at pictures, that's what you picture, like the coastline and, and the way they have it set up. And we were talking about like uh, Jim did a guest post on Miles Memories, the road to Hana and like how cool that is and stuff you can see. And there's a high a destination Hyatt out there that was it's 25k a night, but that was also going for 21,000. So we looked at that and I was like, uh, do you want to? 
donate like basically a full day, maybe two days to doing that drive and staying out there. And that looks like a really, if you want to go just, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no TV. If you want to just go cut the, like away from everything and be peaceful, I think that's the place you go and spend a night there. It looks like really serene and cool. The downside was since we're going in December, it gets dark at like five or 6 PM. So I don't know what you would do (laughs) if you don't, there's no entertainment, there's no TV. There's like one restaurant that you could walk to. So it just seemed like it wasn't a good time. But in the summer, I could see going there and getting away from like the craziness of uh, being in Maui and, and all the crowds and tourists and everything. So it, I, I read a review. It looked like a cool place, but just not a good fit for this trip. Now, the Hyatt Regency is in Kanapali. And for you, because you love bars and all that stuff, there's like a whole boardwalk of resorts there. So you can resort hop, you know, to all the different bars. There's actually a, a really nice mall you know, a five minute walk along the boardwalk. So it's really connected. So it's, it's really cool in that way too. You're not kind of stuck at the hotel. You got tons of like restaurants and, and other stuff. And then, uh, you know, the town is not far away either. So I think it's a great place for a first trip to, to Maui. And if you want to do a drive, driving West Maui is also uh, from the hotel is a great, you know, half day drive too. So if you want a similar thing to Hana, but not without the whole commitment of all that time, there's that. So yeah, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. I think we'll do that, and then we'll go to the uh, the volcano or whatever the, to do the the view. Uh, the sun. We'll probably do sunset because I don't want to get up at like three a.m. to do sunrise. So we might do that one of the days. But we'll definitely like each day kind of drive to a different area. We'll probably go drive over by the Waldorf and and check out that area as well, and and just do do something a little bit each day because I can't. I'm not a sit at the resort on the beach guy for five days. I can't do that. I'm like Joe in that aspect, I guess. Well, that's actually the one weak part of that resort is the beach isn't that big. Like some of the other resorts there have better We're beaches, pool people so. anyway. We don't care. No, it's exactly. Me too. So like <laughs> it's not a, but you get the nice view because there is a little beach. And of course, from your room, you can see the ocean because you're right on the ocean. But you, it's got a great pool. So that's, yeah. Oh, you're going to have a good time. And that's 21,000 points is, like you said, a good deal. And the nice thing is everything we can cancel. The whole trip would have cost like 8,500 bucks. And it's costing us $22 and $22.40 in, in uh, the taxes and fees for the airline, which is pretty insane. But we can cancel Like if the test requirement to get back to the U.S. is dropped, maybe we pivot and, and go to the Christmas markets anyway. So this is kind of like our backup or plan A-1 or A-2 or whatever. So that, that's what I like about, you know, with these COVID pro- protocols and people making cancellations easier is you can book something. You might as well book it as soon as you can. Get the, lock the prices in, then if things change, you can make the adjustments even if the prices drop um, or better flights become available for times. And I'm pretty happy with what we got, but we can always adjust if needed. So I wanted to talk a little bit about my uh, trip planning uh, to kind of close the show because I've been planning this trip to uh, to Scotland and the UK and Paris uh, in about a month from now. My dad's coming in, my son is coming in and meeting the three of us there. So there's five of us total. And I really had planned to like do a lot of because we're traveling full time right now. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm always planning what we're doing and I kind of fell behind on planning for this trip. So of course on the cruise, I planned to like get some time to sit down and really figure that out. But as we talked about, <laughs> that didn't happen. So, so last night I'm like, first night off the cruise ship, uh, you know, everybody went to bed and I'm like furiously like looking at the things I know I need to get kind of locked in pretty soon. And, you know, I'm going in and Paris. The hotel situation is just a disaster. Let's just start there. Uh, you know, anywhere in Europe right now, uh, hotels, the prices are insane. Award space is very limited. And I've been running into the whole standard rooms only hold two people issue, which I don't remember running into as much. Obviously, 
uh, for people who've never been to Europe, they have very kind of strict requirements. And a lot of times they don't have rooms that'll have kids and things like that. But in general, I've been able to find space, but now it's been really tough. But anyway, so last night I'm booking some stuff and, uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And I was trying to book this Hyatt in Paris, the Hyatt Regency for June 8th to the 10th. And uh, last night being May 8th, right? And somehow I booked it for, this is like 11 something at night. I booked it for May 8th to the 10th. So literally an hour, the same date that I was booking. And so like I emailed my Hyatt concierge and I said, you know, can you see if I can apply a suite upgrade to this? And she emailed me back, said, oh, I'm sorry we didn't see this in time. I hope that they upgraded you. And I said, well, what, what do you mean? You hope that they upgraded me? And she's like, I'm like, oh, crap. And so I, thankfully, the hotel is giving me my points back. So that's the one thing you shouldn't do is uh, book, uh, <laughs> book too many things on the same, same night. Um, I've done but, that before. Yeah, thankfully, I mean, I, to Hyatt's credit, to her credit, she called the hotel. They're giving me my points back because I guess they could have taken them. I didn't even, I thought it was after midnight when I booked it. But yeah, we, one of the cool things I did was lock in the transfer bonus on British Airways Avios. So I transferred all some of those over at 40%. So from London, I was able to get us a fairly cheap flight up to Edinburgh. And then I was able to use some of my, you know, national tricks uh, for car rental to get us a nice cheap car in Scotland. Splurging a little bit in Edinburgh, there's a Hilton that's right by the castle there in the old town. It's 60,000 points a night, which isn't terrible given the location. Um, I hate paying 60,000 Hilton points a night. I'm, you know, just cheap like that. But uh, we're going to do that for two rooms. And I was able to find a room that fit there. Um, but Hopefully yeah, you don't have all over your stuff. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. It's like in this old medieval building and <laughs> it's right next to there. Because I'm also, my dad's in his, you know, mid-70s. So I have to like take into account location. I'm trying to find stuff that it's, you know, easy enough to get around. Basically just a big pain in the butt. I, I know a lot of people out there like plan trips for their parents and stuff like that. But this is, yeah, this isn't my favorite thing uh, in the world to do. But because it's kind of just adjusting. You guys ever had to do that when you're planning trips for your family? How you have to kind of adjust how, like if it was just us, I would book the trip completely differently. Yeah, it's always horrible when you add more people. Or if you do it for a living like Joe. <laughs> no comment. Hey. Diamond people, if you're listening to this and you haven't emailed me yet, come on. Let's get on it. But yeah, I guess the moral of the story is with any of this is book as far ahead as possible. And like you said, Mark, there's a lot of flexibility still, like with being able to cancel awards and and doing that. And then on the flip side, I am noticing, like, for instance, me accidentally booking that hotel for last night uh, for check-in the same night I was booking it. There is a lot of last-minute availability, so I feel like a lot of the hotels uh, in, in the high kind of demand markets have kind of limited their award space, they've raised their prices, and then things are sort of dropping out at the last minute, so there's opportunity. So I think more, now more than ever, check, check, check again, you know, follow up, get some kind of basic plans in place, and then, you know, keep checking for your preferred options. Um, that's what I'm gonna try to do, but uh, I, I have some backups in place, but I'm still like 50% booked right now, so for that trip, it's in a month, and I have to get that all kind of done. So it's, it's stressful right now, my, you know, my usual thing of waiting to the last minute is definitely not paying off now. So book ahead. Don't, don't it's a different like world we live in. Yep. Yep. Different world. Now it's like book as far ahead as you can and lock it in. And then you can always adjust afterwards. But yeah, um, I think it was Leslie I saw on Twitter. She said her husband wanted to join their trip in June or whatever. And they looked at flights and the price for his one flight was more than the, the three flights she booked for her and her kids you know, several, three, four months ago, which is just insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if this is a pro tip or not, but the only flights that seem like normally priced, quote unquote, or they don't 
they don't kind of like make your jaw drop. I found our flights to Canada because I guess like international travel hasn't completely picked up yet. So if you're going to Seattle, I it's, honestly, it's still not worth the pain, but you could fly to Vancouver and then just drive down and uh, yeah. save some money get some, or something get like some that. Get some soy sauce and rice. Oh, they canceled that route. Yeah. Or if you're going to Detroit, <laughs> if you're going to Detroit, fly to Windsor or wherever. Is Windsor, Windsor is actually, that's a good uh a good tip because Windsor is a lot cheaper. They just opened up like two routes on their low cost Canada uh, carrier where you can fly from like Windsor to Montreal for like 59 bucks uh, one way. So it's kind of insane. And, but if you search Detroit Delta's like wants 250 bucks for the same flight. So yeah, definitely uh, not a bad tip right there. Yeah. Detroit seems insane. Now we have our meetup, our diamond meetup in June. So I'm trying to figure out our flights back from Europe and another time Sean should have booked a year ago. No, because there's actually a lot of options, but the thing is, I, I may have to go through Chicago instead, um, because just that regional flight, Chicago to Detroit, is crazy. And then, as you said, Delta, anything direct uh, on Delta or their partners uh, is crazy in, into there. I did find Saver Award Space on American, direct from Paris to Chicago, which I'm considering doing. That's an economy. But I also have an option of doing um, Finnair on business class, but then I'd have to connect through Helsinki. So it's kind of like... Would you guys, what would you guys do? Would you take economy with main cabin extra direct to Chicago or would you connect in business class? Oh, um, oh, but you're still flying to Chicago? Still flying to Chicago, but that's okay because I got some stuff I want to do there and, you know, it's a few hour drive, so. How long is the layover? I think there was two options. One was an overnight, but there was one where I only had like a three or four hour layover, so it wasn't too bad. I'd probably take the business. Same. Yeah, and I do have the miles. Like, I have a lot of American miles I haven't used, so I, I've been leaning towards that. I have the direct on hold for five days right now. and um, But, yeah, surprisingly, Joe, there was a decent amount of award space and economy to a lot of different places in the U.S. when I was looking. Detroit, unfortunately, yeah. not one of them. Uh, but, you know, business class, there's well, some, some, some stuff, but... You know what is a, a good route that always has space is the Frankfurt to Detroit on Lufthansa. You basically can book that economy at any time and for 30K a person using Life Miles. And then, you know, two weeks out, they'll release the business class, which there's usually almost every day uh, a couple seats. So that route is always pretty open. It flies once a day. But yeah. I don't know if you want to position to there. Um, yeah, That's I actually saw a lot of Lufthansa like last minute when I was looking uh, to your point exactly what you're saying. I didn't really uh, look too much at the economy, but I was searching business class using I was using point.me. So uh, a plug for them because I really love that search engine. It does make things simple to kind of I probably should have used that when I was doing my Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> booking probably would have saved me an hour or two. Yeah, the only reason like the, the direct to Chicago on American kind of appealed is just because, oh, it's cheap. It's a nine hour flight. Main cabin extra is free because I have status, but you only get so many opportunities to fly business class. And Now, if it was the the premium select like Delta with the leg rest, then I would say do it. Do that. <laughs> That's the big difference right there. So, yeah, I mean, uh, trip planning is crazy, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more war stories. I'm sure everybody who listens has crazy amounts of war stories right now because everybody, you know, we're all travelers, right? And we've been, you know, the pent-up demand among the regular people is even more... I think pent up among us, like we want to get out there, and uh, so we're we're trying to do it and, and you know, keep it in walls and yeah, you you utilizing any tool you can, any way you can get help, utilizing the flexibility, knowing cancellation policies, you know, be one step ahead of all the competition. Don't all fly JetBlue. No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> don't. I, I don't I've know. had a leaky air bladder on JetBlue too, and it's yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, Let's I don't know. That way. 
<laughs> oh, just kidding. But like half the airlines are having some big issues right now with just staffing and you know, I had a South, like a fly. The only trip I really had planned in, for the summer is to uh, Baltimore. And we're going, you know, we're going to go back out to the Hyatt Regency Chesapeake. And Southwest just changed my flight to the fly. The flight back went from 1 p.m. to like 10 a.m. And that's, you know, it's a two hour drive from the hotel to the airport. So that's not really going to work. And the only other option that's nonstop is a 10 p.m. flight. So they pretty much just like, shafted me out of what would have worked because their schedule's changing nonstop. So I'm hoping it changes again. We're just kind of riding it out and seeing, uh, and we'll go from there. But even when you find something that you want, it doesn't even mean that you're going to get it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, just cross your fingers, hope. And then hopefully by like fall, when things slow down a little bit, uh, they'll be able to catch their breath and fix some of this stuff. Hire but... some people, please. Yes, <laughs> yes. But I mean, we've been doing this show a long time, right? We've been doing this show since before COVID. We kind of rode the whole COVID wave, and it's good to be talking about like huge demand for travel and, and things sort of almost feeling normal again, uh, little things here and there aside. So I don't know. At least that gives me a lot of hope and makes me feel good. Yeah. It's good to be That's out beautiful. in the world. That's beautiful. Yeah. Tears. Tears. And on that note, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Joe, where can people find you when they are not listening to this fine podcast? Nowhere, because he sold it. <laughs> 10, 10k in my pocket uh at astro flies all over social media joking aside if you are part of the diamond group and you signed up to do the diamond cruise please email me if i haven't contacted you yet joseph chung at travel mation with an m as in mary dot net thank you to all of you who've reached out already so we can get that done and you can get your onboard credit and all that stuff. i need my deposit money back thank you he's actually <laughs> talking to me because i didn't put my deposit down before i disappeared at sea for two weeks so yeah no it's all right we have time what about you mark you can find me on twitter at detroit mark uh email me mark at miles to memories.com comment on any of the articles on the site i'll get back to you there join the facebook group the patreon group uh we're in there all the time how about you sean on instagram i've been posting a lot of pictures from my travels from the cruise i have a lot of uh, video coming up there uh, you can follow at miles to memories and then of course at miles to memories all over social media you love Vegas. We have our Vegas YouTube channel too, which uh, Mark and I are going to, we put out some tours recently, you know, Area 15, the Neon Museum. So we're putting out some other content in addition to our weekly news show there. And why the Bellagio sucks coming out <laughs> tomorrow. No, Bellagio sucks is not coming out tomorrow. That's coming out. Well, yeah, it's coming out next week when this comes out. But yeah, because we're starting with the other, the other version. So we got we to gotta kind of stretch it out, Mark. Oh, okay. Just, we saved the best one for last, your rant about the Bellagio. So. Everybody has to look forward to that. YouTube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. And you can find this podcast. Just search Miles to Memories in any podcast app. We love if you subscribe. That way you can get every episode as it comes out each Thursday. And uh, if you have Apple Podcasts, do us a huge favor. Five-star review. We really love it. We got a few new reviews in. They weren't written ones, but a few people rated us, and that's great. We appreciate all of you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You'll have to cut this out, but it's like it was like middle school. Like the picture would be like exactly. It was exactly like. Oh my god! Maybe I'll leave that in. Maybe I'll leave that in. This is like.
How many of them are category four? You like 18 of them? No. Do you want to start okay. this all over again? <laughs> Damn, I'm off on my numbers. I, all right. You, do, no, no. you doubled both. It was, oh, <laughs> it was okay. 52, not 109, not 18. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll just, how many of them are? Uh, okay, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> or just just kick it to me and I'll I'll talk about it. Since you've done all the research, Mark, I'll turn it over to you. Which ones uh, are standing out? Should people uh, go run for? Well, that was Ian wrote that one. <laughs> oh, I, well, I, see, the, so the article you wrote was a hundred then. Yeah, we did. So speaking of uh, dark deep holes, you had a what a, a thing with JetBlue and got, <laughs> <laughs> you want to update everybody out? 